Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. My name is Reba. Allison is here with me, and welcome back. We hope that uh, you're excited to be with us today because, I mean, we're, we're excited to be here, right, Allison? Yeah, we started. I jumped on Zoom, and I was already singing. I was already singing good morning, good morning. You were. Yeah, we're, we're having to record. We normally record in the morning, uh, yeah. and so, um, yeah, Allison was already singing this morning, which is, let me, I mean, let's just be honest, that's not always the case. No, it's not. It's yeah. I'm not always jumping out and uh, just getting excited about no, about no. Morning, but this hours. morning, she, yeah, this morning you were you were singing and uh, and I was I was scrambling. So sometimes Allison scrambles and I, you know, am sitting there laughing more than singing. Okay, yeah. uh, but today I'm a scrambling and you were singing. So oh, yeah. so all is well. All is well. There you go. Yeah. So uh, so you know we're gonna dive into a we've done a few, you know. Fun podcasts. Well, I think all of our podcasts are fun. So, I, you know, I'm, you know, some of them are more, they're more, uh, you know, scripture related. We're diving into a book or a topic or a person. Um, some have been hard and heavy. Uh, some have been great interviews, but we've kind of tried to sprinkle in some of these really, uh, what I think are interesting mm-hmm. conversations about different type topics. We did the art with Andrea, yeah. uh, you know, and that was so much fun. That was um, fascinating. And it was so, I was, I was studying it after we, after we were done, I was still, you know, just looking up all of these art, yeah. you know, these artworks that, that she thought, yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, and so today we're going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite moments in history. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I think that so many things can teach you something yes. and it's shocking how much application there is in everyday moments, but also looking back and looking, you know, into what you know from the past. So these are kind of things uh, that we're going to talk about. So if you're one of those people who just loves learning new stuff, or you love, uh, or you love history, today is your podcast, right? Today is the day. And I always, I really like history. I've always loved history, because I'm a reader. I, um, I love learning. I love learning new things. And it's hard nowadays, especially with Google and, you know, just the internet mm-hmm. and everything. I'm watching a movie, you know, based on, like, I just finished watching the Elvis story, you know, the, the Elvis movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, it was good. I enjoyed I it. I heard that. Um, I heard it was it, good. It was. And so then, of course, you want to go back and look up these different people that are mentioned, you know, and so that's always the case um, when you're, and hopefully, you know, hopefully you're looking at, you know, like. Wikipedia has been, has gotten a, a very, you know, has gotten better and better over the years, just as get, you know, with, and it, that's just a quick way to just look up some stuff. But after the Elvis movie, I was just like, oh, I want to know more. And it was, you know, it was fascinating. Um, but this moment in history that I like, it was because I stumbled upon it, you know, um, through, through school years ago. And I just got out of 10th grade and then I was oh. hooked and I've been okay. hooked ever since to this story. Okay. So, okay. So you, so obviously we want to know more. Yeah. So, so Alice, so today let's, let's just kind of lay this out today. Allison is going to share with us some, just some historical uh, moments, uh, pieces in history that you just love. Yeah. And I think you've got one, one major one today one that has one. a lot of twists and turns to it. Yeah. So, okay. So tell us, I, I, I know I want to guess it has something to do 
somewhere in the line with British history because I know that you really have a you really have a um a love a love yeah. Yeah. for all things British history, but I could be wrong. So am I wrong on this or am I right no, on this? No, you're absolutely right. You've nailed it because <laughs> I'm such an Anglophile. And some of my you know, some of my family members are like why do you love England so much and British history? Well, it's because that's where I, when I went to school here in the Dominican Republic, as a, you know, my parents were missionaries, they sent me to a British school. All the teachers were from the UK. Um, and so that's what we learned. I didn't learn American history. Um, okay. I, I didn't learn. I don't know the state capitals. I don't know the presidents in order, but I know the, the kings of kings and king, queens of England in, in order almost. Um, oh, my I word. Think. Almost. And I sometimes I quiz myself just to make sure I know who and where and what. But that's and I, I just the, the, the history of England is just absolutely fascinating because it can, I mean, and they've made so many movies and so yes. many, there's so many books out there because it really is a fascinating portion portion of history. So that's why you've nailed it. I like English history. I OK. Yeah. OK. So so tell us who we're going to talk about today. <laughs> today we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about the King Richard III, and okay. it's it's because years ago in tenth grade, instead of doing instead of just studying uh, history the way it was, just read read the book and and regurgitate the dates. What we did was we took a, a portion of his story and we did a case study as if we were investigators looking at you know how he was portrayed and looking at some of the things in his life. And so in 10th grade, we were just kind of investigators. We had to present our findings based on, okay. you know, first and secondhand evidence. And so it started with that little story about the princes in the tower, Richard III's uh, nephews um, disappeared and they've never been found, you know, and they disappeared from history in the 1400s, 1480, you know, 83 was the last time. They were. And so you're just like, that's just such a sad story. So then- right. You just look back and, you know, you think, okay, why? Why did these two kids just have to disappear from the Tower of London? And it's such a, and there's ghost stories. And it's just, for a 10th grader, it was just fascinating. There's like okay. murder and so you're hooked. And, and I'm hooked because it's ghost stories. So then you look back and you just think, you know, this was, this is a really interesting part of history because it's two families back and forth. You've heard of the War of the Roses, Wars of the Roses, going back and forth. And it's confusing. And this is why I think maybe a lot of people get confused with, with British history, because everybody's either named Richard Henry or Edward. But, you know, there's, there's so many. Right. If you right. start reading, you, you're like, that was, wait, that was Henry who? And that, wait a minute. Right. You know, it's not. Henry. It's so Henry. Exactly. Yes. Okay, sorry. I'll you stop. know, and there's so many of them, you know. And, um, and so even within the story, uh, you know, there's several Henry, several Richards and several. And so you actually have to take notes, but I'm saying you, you know, take a walk today, listen, because I'm going to, we're going to try to, I'm going to try to tell you the story without everybody having to have a notes and timelines and, and, uh, and a good. family tree. I'm, re I'm suddenly but, relieved. Okay, good. And okay. so, okay. So Edward the fourth is the King at this time. And he and his brother are going back. his brother's Richard and they're going back and forth because. Richard saying he should be king, Edward should be king, like back and forth, back and forth. And so it finally culminates into Edward dies of natural causes. He dies. He's Edward IV. He's, a, he's very handsome. He's, you know, it's, it's really fascinating. He's tall, blonde. He's the quintessential English king, you know, and his, okay. and his little hunchback brother, Richard, um, has more, uh, a little bit more military acumen, is a little bit more of a, of a, um, a sharper historian he actually feels like he feels like he's a better he's the better king for england and so he tries to depose him they go back and forth 
Okay, so let me make sure I got this. We got good looking king. Good looking king. Perfect guy for the job by looks. looks. And then we got not so great looking king guy who really would thinks he should be the king because he's the smartest and he's the more strategic. Got it. Go. Got it. Got it. So that's Richard feels like he's the more strategic and he actually has people on his side on this one. And so Edward, actually the king, right? Edward IV, he dies of natural causes. He leaves two, a lot of children, but two specifically. His, his young son becomes Edward V, just auto, kind of automatically. Okay. Um, but Richard is like, hey, dude, my brother died. It's time for me to step in, even though Edward, the son of, you know, the son should be king. So what Richard does is he says, I'm going to be the Lord Protector because Ed, the little kid is only like 12. And so he's like, okay. I will let him be king, but I'll be Lord Protect. So anyway, this, this all machinations happens. So Richard just goes in and pretty much takes over the throne. He declares that whole side, his brother and everybody on that side of the family, declares everybody illegitimate. Like he's, he gets the Pope involved. So all of a sudden, he just, without a war, he kind of just takes over. And he is now Richard III. He, crowned, and he, and he, he gets coronated. And he puts his little nephews in the tower. And after a while, they're never seen again. They're never seen again. Oh, my word. So he becomes king. How rude. Um, seriously. Oh, and, so, like, <laughs> and if you if you study, you're just like, wow. He had been mobilizing. He had been ready for a while. And he moved quickly. And the thing about it, back in the day, well, you had to move pretty quickly to get to get to mark your territory because, you know, um, okay. everybody was, everybody was moving around. So here's Richard. He's now king. And he puts his little nephews in the tower and says, they're illegitimate anyway. They're, the marriage, their mother and father should have been married. That was the, you know, and so he actually illegitimized all of that family line. He oh became king word. and everybody was kind of, kind of more or less okay with it. Okay. Until, okay. until the, the little nephews, they're like, wait a minute, we haven't seen them in a while. Richard's been king now for like a year. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, where are, the, where are those kids? We saw them running around the tower a few months ago, but we haven't seen them since. And so, uh-huh. and they've never been seen again. And so then Richard III is king. He's kind of, it's interesting because he, there's so many polarizing opinions on how he was good for the country, but he was a bad man is um, kind of, you know, something that keeps coming up. Like he was okay for England, but it, personally, his character was awful, which I don't know how you think separate those two but um right and uh so here we go yeah so do you have any questions so far uh reba oh my goodness well i just i mean so these i'm dying to know what's happening with these kids in the tower here i mean were they ever seen again yeah not until uh the 1700s when some construction this is back in the 14 this is 1483 was the last time they were found they were seen and in the 1700s there was some renovations done to the tower and two bodies of children were found under the stairs so it's kind of widely accepted that those were the kids and that you know they they kind of but that now nobody knows who killed them everybody kind of thinks it was richard oh really but yeah they kind of yeah really i don't think it was though that's what it's so funny i don't think it was oh you don't think richard killed him no i don't because he already had him declared illegitimate what's the point of killing him now if he's the king and, and everything's fine Oh, so and you think they if, were just playing and got locked in and nobody ca- thought to check on them? No, no, I think there was so, you know, so Richard the I third. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't think it was him. I mean, I'm not saying he was a great guy, but I don't I really don't think it okay. was him. Um, because he had already handled that situation. 
And he was trying to move on with his kingdom. And if they were dead, it would have probably been better for them, for him to show their bodies, say, hey, oh, I don't know what happened. They're dead, but now I really am king no matter what, you know. So okay. either, anyway. So here comes Richard. And, um, but in the background, everybody's heard of Henry VIII. Everybody's heard of the Tudor dynasty. And that's who Richard III loses to in the Battle of Bosworth in 1485. So it's, fascinating because the Tudors are also they're working because they're like no we need to be we need to be it's not the Lancasters it's not the Yorks it's really us we're the Tudors we deserve to be um and it's a whole big thing and so there's five there's a final battle between Henry the seventh now it's another Henry I'm sorry to be confusing everybody Henry mm -hmm. and Richard the third and Richard the third is killed and Henry the seventh the father of Richard of Henry the eighth is now king and so that's the beginning of the Tudor dynasty Okay. All right. So. All right. So, okay, there's more. Okay, I'm, oh, I'm ready. Wait, wait. There's more. Okay. I'm, I'm, and so I'm, I'm just sitting so, on the edge of my seat here. Go right ahead. Right? Yeah, okay. So, but I just think this is so fascinating because you there's so much intrigue involved. And if this is where people are like, okay, this is a great surface story, but now I really want to know more. There's so many great books out there. So many just, just Google the, the basic information is fascinating. Okay. Fascinating to me because I just, I love this period of history. I think it's really interesting. And now it's tying in because now everybody knows, okay, Richard the, or Henry the Seventh is father to Henry the Eighth. Yeah, I got it. Because everybody kind of starts their history from there. Like when okay. they think of English history, they kind of think 1500s. That's where it all, you know, that's where it all started. Okay. Um, and in, during the Tudor period and especially during the Shakespeare uh, era, Richard uh -huh. the Third becomes, becomes the villain of all villains no other king has ever been named richard from then on you Ooh. know there's richard the third is the last richard that's king of england nobody else names anybody richard you know um, okay that's going to be in the line of the throne so there's no richard the fourth there's no richard the fifth you know you I, still well see i should Edwards. say yeah yeah what i, I would say so i think yeah, some, no, some I mean, things need to end right there yeah right even even if you think you know even if you think okay fine he didn't he's you know, it's probably bad luck. Let's not name our kid. You know, if he's going to be king, we don't want to. We don't want right. Richard the Fourth. Um, you know, because Shakespeare really, in his in his play uh, uh, about Richard the Third, he really took the person of Richard the Third and twisted him and twisted his character to the point where, for hundreds of years, he's the villain. He's the bad, the worst king ever. He killed okay. the kids. He's hunchback. He's withered. He's, you know, he's just almost a monster. Um, okay. And so, you know, history is written by the winners. And so now that Richard III is dead and buried on that field, basically, okay. they didn't, nobody's, he's a bad guy. And, and it wasn't until, you know, just people are like, wait a minute, I don't think he was that bad. I don't, there's, there's, you know, and so there's historians that are, they're going back and forth and there's even a Richard III society. And so the, the, the reason I'm getting to this point is when uh -huh. he was buried, when Richard was killed and he was buried, um, he was buried just at that church right there in the Greyfriars Church in Leicester. And he was buried in the choir and he was just basically forgotten until okay. Henry VIII comes along, knocks, takes Catholicism out of England, and he starts tearing down all the monasteries, starts digging up and takes all these monasteries, all their treasures basically for the kingdom and it let's let's face it he's it's he's not doing it because he's an awesome protestant christian he's doing it because all of the you know all of the right. 
the monasteries have political power. They also have a lot of uh, a lot of money. Yes. So he the, in what's called the dissolution of the monasteries. And so anyway, so they 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 basically tear down that church, get rid of everything, and and so nobody really thinks about as far as in the political realm. Nobody's really nobody really cares about Richard the Third at this point, and nobody cares about where his body's buried. Nobody nobody's thinking about it until. You know, there's a little Richard III society, and there's a group of people who think he's still a good guy and didn't deserve what he got, you know, as far as just the, that um, inglorious, you know, throwing in a pit, you know, in the back of the church somewhere. Um, okay. Just with the old hymnals or whatever, you know, you, everybody has that. Everybody has that uh, that <laughs> church, that storage room in the back of the church where you're just like, um, okay. there's some angel costumes, here's some tinsels, some old Christmas yeah. ornaments, some hymn books. And, and Richard III. And, right. yeah, and, so in 2011, and this is what is so fascinating. In 2011, um, a couple of researchers, a one woman in particular, her name is Philippa Langley. She's just obsessed with Richard III. She's obsessed. She's she's on the side of he wasn't as bad as he you know he was made out to be. They villainized him. History has changed really who he is and his character. And she just starts looking into some of the research and finding, okay, he was buried in the choir at Leicester. There's no evidence that he was ever moved. That choir and that Gray Friars Church is now, um, is now under a car parking lot in the <laughs> middle of a university area. And she's like, no, he's buried there. I know he's buried there. Let's start digging. And she has to go and find people to, con- you know, and convince. The Richard III Society, she has to convince the university um, at, at Leicester. And she's like, it's, can we dig up this whole parking lot? Because I know, I know that Richard III is there. And they're kind of thinking, we know that the, the old church is there. That would be a really interesting archaeological dig. And within just a couple of weeks, they started digging and they found his body. No and way. It, they did. You can look under it up. Under a it's parking lot. Awesome. Yeah, under a parking lot. It was, you know, the king in the car, the king in the car park. And, uh, and I know it was him because he did have scoliosis. He had several just huge, um, huge, uh, uh, gashes to the head, which is, you okay. know, that's how he died. You know, some of his helmet actually crushed his skull. Uh, and so, and then they started doing DNA. They did have some of his, um, descendants. And so they were able to conclude, um, that that was Richard III's body and with DNA evidence and carbon dating and all of that. And so I think that right there is fascinating enough because it's like, wow, you know, right. all these years later, can I remember, I like clicked on the article. I'm like, what? No, that's fascinating. And of course it re- reignites my, my passion for this era of history. Yes. And then they decide to give him a proper burial, a King's burial. And so they find one of his descendants, which happens to be the actor Benedict Cumberbatch. So that he can come in and read a poem um, at this at this uh, at this um, at this funeral, and they gave uh-huh. him a king's burial, and that is uh, that is one of my favorite play, uh, stories in history, Richard III, and all the way up until 2013, where they finally gave him a proper burial. Oh my word! So the moral of the story is, if you ever get accused of putting some kids in the tower, you're gonna be buried under a parking lot. Was <laughs> pretty much yeah. Nobody's gonna care whether you are buried, right? Um, I'm work. And so crazy. I think I just it, it is a crazy story. And they've just they've just um, they've just you know finished a movie about this woman who was just so obsessed with uh, 
with the king in the car park. She's just, she's convinced. And she was right. She was absolutely right. She's not a historian. They've called her a researcher because she's just a lay person who just had an incredible love for history that got the ball rolling and said, I know he's buried here. I know he's buried here. And it was just, it's just interesting. But I think what's so interesting in this portion of history, Mm. when we look back at history, we can see the hand of God. I don't, we're not supposed to maybe, you know, in this section, we're not maybe supposed to be talking about spiritual stuff, but it's hard not to. Oh, no, no, I agree. You can see the hand of God moving in, you know, moving dynasties up and down and in and out. And, um, and even when, even when Henry VIII was so mad at the Pope for not giving him a divorce, he got rid of the Catholic Church, brought in Protestantism, right. really not because he was such a huge believer, but because right. he really just wanted a new wife. But yet, you know, yes. all of the, the, that, the, the Protestant Reformation and all of that. And I think these, these type of stories are fascinating because they do change the tide of history. And, and you think, you know, the, the, that God knows everything. He moves. He moves the king's heart Absolutely. as a, you know, as a river. And I just, I think it's fascinating for that aspect. Just, and, but it's just, it's an interesting story. And oh, it is. Um, Very much it's so. It's fascinating. Yeah. And, but now well, he's no longer buried under a, car, a parking lot. Okay. Yeah. Where is he buried now? He is you know? buried at the, he is buried at the cathedral in Leicester in the same town where, okay. um, where his body was found, but in a cathedral, he's been given a proper, a okay. Proper, so he's out, of, uh, he's out of the closet. Which He's is okay. That's good. The, right. Yeah. Out of the He's closet, out of the, out of the car, car park. park. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and he was given, he was given a proper, uh, not just a proper bear, but he was given a Royal. Um, I actually watched, um, of course uh, his did. body being, of course I did. Um, course I watched did. his body being, being, um, carried uh, through the streets uh, of Leicester as far as box, obviously. Uh, yeah. um, and then he was given a proper, a proper English Royal burial and um and so and i think it was fascinating because they got one of his descendants it just happened to be hollywood actor you know benedict cumberbatch dr strange himself you know dr strange uh, yes and so and which i'm a big i love benedict cumberbatch too so i'm like this is just have, has all the, the fact that you can say this guy's name and it just rolls off your tongue it is proof that you are a historian of this time period because i'm yeah. like cumber what what what, what yeah. i can never say it right so very good no, that's really fascinating. And, you know, I think it is true. Uh, I think history is filled with, you do see the hand of God. I mean, you know, the Old Testament, the New Testament, you know, they're real stories that actually happen. They're historical documentation of the hand of God moving in a specific way. I mean, the Bible is, it's it, yes, it's full of the truths of God, no question. But it's yeah. also so much, uh, as you see the kings of Israel and their stories and how, and the kings of Babylon and the kings of Assyria and the kings. So, you know, I think we would be totally remiss if we didn't Mm -hmm. really look at history with that, with that lens on it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, because I think it's important. And it is that the Bible is the most historically accurate book record that's lasted the longest, you know, and so why wouldn't, why wouldn't history be, you know, so, um, so filled with, uh, with these details and the end, you look back and say, okay, you know, this guy was bad, but, um, but the Lord used these circumstances for oh. his, you know, to, for his people. And no question. So anyway, well, even King James, like, yeah. which we know rolls mm. forward back up into the 1600s. Yeah. He's mad at, he's mad at the Pope because the Pope's calling him out on his uh, inappropriate uh, yeah. infidelities. And, mm-hmm. and through that, he says the best yeah. way to get back at the Pope is to translate the Bible into English, because that's the yeah. very thing the Pope doesn't want to do. And so yeah. 
you know, not because James was such a great uh, king or he just loved Jesus so much, uh, but he's mad uh, because the Pope's calling him out on his sin. So, yeah, so he says, hey, we'll watch this. I'll translate the Bible in English. That'll make you totally mad. And thus we have the King James Version of the Bible. Um, And so you see God's hand (laughs) working in all of these crazy English kings um, for his glory, right? So very cool. Very cool. Yeah, well, and that's it's one of my it's it's one of my favorite stories. I'm I'm reading another book about it right now, and um, but then I just realized this movie is coming out. This new and I think it I think it's called The King in the Car Park, um, and it's just about it's more about the research and it's more okay. about her her and so that's going to be a fun it's, and I I love I I can watch if a movie has a British accent, any movie that was made with all of its all all the, you know British accents and I'm I'm starting to be able to hear the different accents. For, Okay, I got you. So you're getting to where you can actually uh, you know, tell the difference so between we'll British, see. Australian, uh, Irish, Scottish. You are you picking up the different? You can tell. Can you tell? I'm actually getting better at um, Northern England versus Southern England, and okay. then um, even even within the regions uh, of Southern, even within that, because I've started just really listening. Because I just listen, I'm like, wait, they have a different accent than that person, and wow. I know it's 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 just like the United States. We have so many different accents, and I right. think it's fascinating all the different regional accents just within the tiny island of England, Scotland, and Wales, right there. Right. Um, it's just right. fascinating. So very I love cool. It. Very cool. Well, so I'm sure when you tuned into the podcast today, you're like, I had no idea I was going to get a history lesson on uh, Richard, years worth of history. Yeah, Richard III in the car park. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, it is it actually is a really fascinating story that I had never heard ever in my whole life until just this moment. So, okay. it, so see, there you go. I mean, I had heard of Richard III, obviously, because of some of his notorious historical. Um, yeah, that Shakespeare play. Yeah. Yeah. And but um, but that. and I'm a lit- I'm a literature buff. So I mm-hmm. love I actually do love Shakespeare. I, yeah, I love Shakespeare. So therefore, I well, was don't on. believe everything he says about Richard III. Oh, OK. All right. Well, we, we, we shall not. <laughs> we shall not. That's so that's awesome. Oh, my word. All right. Well, you know, um, I don't know what you love about history, uh, but um, fun podcast today. Just talking a little bit about a little bit about British history, actually, today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, I think history teaches us a lot of lessons. So next time on the podcast, I'm going to tell you one of my favorite stories from history. And actually, it's not British history. So um, if you were not fascinated today by Richard and the car park, tune in next time. And uh, we're going to go all the way back to the Battle of Gettysburg. And so I have one of my favorite stories comes from the Battle of Gettysburg. So tune in next time and find out what in the world Reba and and, uh, Allison are talking about here as we look at fun moments in history. So Allison, is there anything that you want to tell us before we go off the podcast? Does anybody need to read anything? Do they need to go watch anything? I mean, is there, if they're really excited about this, what do they do? I think the best, the best thing is wait for that movie to come out that King in a car park, and then you'll get a good, uh, you know, and, and you can walk backwards. You can start looking up, you know, when his funeral was, and then you'll be like, man, I want to know more. And then you, that that's what happens. You start walking backwards from Henry the eighth, all the way to the Richard III. And then you keep walking, going backwards. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's and you're the hooked. part of history. Yeah. You're hooked. Yeah. Then you're hooked. 
All right. Well, we will see you next time. We hope you have a great day. Go make some history yourself today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.